G'day everyone, welcome to Auto Media Podcast. We're a brand new podcast, I've decided to consolidate the podcast I've done in the past, and we are going to talk all things cars. I'm talking all things, from Porsches, which you know I love, through to other European makes and models, Australian, American, and anything else that takes our interest. We're going to talk to people that are involved in the automotive sector through various mediums, whether it's through social media, videoing, sales. So if you'd like to be involved, please get in touch with me, Mark, from Mark and Cars. Mine's most social media is Mark and Cars. You'll find me. And my co-host is Simon McGrath. G'day, Simon. How are you today? I'm most excellent, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, great. Glad to have you back for a new season of a new podcast. AMP. (laughs) (laughs) I hope your financial track record is better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hope it is too. And um, just before I knuckle into it, we had a couple of sponsors for today's podcast, episode one, which I'm pretty happy to announce. That's Calnegia Family Vineyards. Calnegia Family Vineyards has owned vineyards and been involved in the wine in the Margaret River region for over 30 years. The family owns several premium vineyards across the region, produces the Rosabrook, Bunkers, Calnegia, Bramble Lane and Brian Fletcher signature wines under the watchful eye of chief winemaker Severine Logan. In recent years, the family's expanded their portfolio to include a range of wines from Italy in conjunction with their Italian producer partners. The Calnegia family's philosophy is to produce fruit-driven, elegant wines that are a true reflection of the vineyards they come from with an uncompromised commitment to quality. Please check them out at cfvwines.com.au. To that end, they've actually given us some samples. God, it's going to be a long night. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just something you said then about fruit-driven, because... That for me is the is the most exciting thing about drinking wine when it is berry driven and uh, less the, less, that, less wood hang driven. On. Firstly, Hound, Dad joke. Does that make them very nice? Very very nice. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, um, we have a Rosabrook Shiraz. We have a Bunkers Cab Merlot, and we have got a. Prosecco, a solo Prosecco, but we're not going to drink that because I haven't had it in the fridge. But I'll tell you what we will do with this a solo Prosecco. We will give it away to a viewer or listener. So anyone listening to the podcast, send us a comment. We'll pick out our favourite and I'll send you a bottle of Calnegia, a solo Prosecco wine. But if you'd if we've got any wine left over, I'll also send that That's out to right. anyone else. Don't worry, we'll tip it all into one bottle, save on yeah, postage. You'll never know the difference. Now. In all seriousness, Calnegia Family Vineyards, we're, not, we're, we're joking about that. <laughs> we do have another sponsor, but I'll talk about them in a little while. So, Simon, what's been happening? Well, Mark, um, this week I sold my old Mercedes, my 91 300E, and it's gone to a, a chap in Brisbane. And uh, so it was the second time I'd owned the same car, you know, sold it and bought it back because I missed it. And then uh, this time around, I had it for about four years and kind of felt I wanted to go in a slightly different direction and uh, wanted to do a little more sort of customization of a car, start messing with it a bit. And that car wasn't the car to do that No, it was just too perfect. You know, sure. only just done 100,000 kilometres in 30 years. And you kind of go, no, I shouldn't mess with this. It's just too good. It's too good to wreck. Too good to wreck. Sure. So I've gone and bought a one-owner granny uh, Volvo 240, white uh, brick. Sedan, wagon? Sedan. And it's done 70,000 kilometres since 91 as well. And um, it's going to be, I've already got the conies and the lowered springs, and I'm uh, making up a set of steelies, uh, 17-inch steelies from apparently the PCD wheel you know, um, diameter for the studs uh, match up with a Ford Cougar and they're 17-inch rims, so I'm going to get a set of those. I've got a set of those and going to flip the uh, the actual rim and weld it all back together. I won't be doing any of this, by the way. I don't sure. have a lathe yeah, or a I, welder. I do know you quite well. This doesn't sound yeah, like your right. level of expertise. I might paint them, though. Yeah, okay. I might paint them. <laughs> a bit of rattle can action. And then I've got a – yeah, definitely. And then I've got these beautiful little Volvo 164 hubcaps, which are about the size of um, entree plates – and they're this magnificent high-quality stainless steel with Volvo written around each side. Anyway, it's going to be lowered two inches with some really nice silvery steelies with beautiful 
polished uh, stainless steel hubcaps and um, I've got some vintage Heller lights to put on the front of it and a Venetian blind to finish it. I've got to be honest with you, the only thing it sounds like it's lacking is a P-plate. Could be. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I, <laughs> this, I, yeah. is, this is like the ultimate P-platers dream who can't afford the Volvo they actually yeah. want now because how dear those cars are getting, you know. Well, they, they, they are escalating dramatically. So. Like every car yeah. at the moment, let's face it. And then probably end up being turboed. But that's down the track. Really? Oh, yeah. I've already done one. I did the station wagon turbo, sure. which I sold to a farmer in Albany. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a bit of a shock, actually, how, how well it went. I yeah, didn't okay. expect it would go as, as well as it did. Snails tend to make cars go okay. Well, I'll tell you what, this thing woke this up big time. The yep. overtaking potential was just phenomenal. Fantastic. Great, and great fun. Made a nice noise and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Now, um, whilst we're talking about Volvos, mm-hmm. I noticed you turned up this evening in a maroon oh, yeah. station wagon. Yes, that's a beautiful thing. I've lowered that two inches as well. Yeah, it does look, it, doesn't look stock. I put it on Bilstein B6s and um, these special springs you buy from America by a company called IPD. Sure. And... Um, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. It's like a sled. It's low and square. And I've tinted the windows last week, and now it looks just like a brick. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I guess listeners are hearing a bit of a theme here. The Volvo's uh, in the blood right now. Or yeah, yeah, still got well, the race car? No, yeah, I've still got the race car. I've just put it on collecting cars this week. Which is also a Volvo? Uh, yeah, yes, it's a Volvo 123 GT <laughs> Target Tasmania car. And that's going, uh, well, it'll be up tomorrow on, on collecting cars for auction. Yeah, fantastic. And um, yeah, out of curiosity, sure. have you set a reserve on it, or are you? I'm yeah, not I'm asking the reserve. Yeah, I, I just wonder yeah. whether it was a no reserve yeah, yeah. or a reserve. No, I put so. a reserve on it. Yeah, um, sure. We'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, I've just got too many projects, too many things on the go. And um, before you ask me, no, I've done nothing with the Yamaha. It's still in the same spot and still has the same dust on it. We're talking about a two-stroke motorcycle. Yeah, the very first trail bike ever made. Any any view any sorry viewers or listeners of Classic Prattle. The podcast that Simon and I were doing in the past. That's a yeah. Uh, there you go. It's you'd, ir- see, you'd be familiar with a motorcycle. Yeah, it's ir- an irritation. It's, you will never get that thing going. I will. I'm. I will have it going. You hear, heard it here first, folks. And okay. uh, <laughs> I will ride it to the pub. <laughs> May not ride it home. Well, but no you'll one will ride see it to me the pub. There's that much blue smoke <laughs> yeah. out of it. Ring, 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 ring. I love. I love a motorcycle. that <laughs> sounds like a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. No, that's probably my weekend review. Yeah. Okay. Good to hear. Yeah. I bought a new car. Yeah, I've been for riding it. You have? It's fully sick, folks. Fully. Fully sick. Bought a GR Yaris like uh, every other good YouTuber who's done in the last six, eight months. Surprisingly good car. Mm-hmm. Very satisfied. Enjoying it a lot. It's hasn't, novelty hasn't worn off yet. It still feels fast because you know how you sort of get acclimatised to a fast car. Mm. You know, like that's just what the norm is. Yeah. But my daily, which is now my wife's daily, is... A VW Tiguan. So I only have to drive that around the block to get back in the Yaris to go, woohoo. I've um, recently fitted a what I refer to as the giggle box to the car, which is a tune box that punches another 50, 60 horsepower into it. Like you need it, you know. Like it needed Mm. it. So whilst the uh, tyres were incredibly inadequate before, they are now unbelievably inadequate so right. there's new rubber having to go on the car in the very near future. So this is it, it's four wheel drive to begin with, it is. And, and, it, and it still has limitations to its grip. One hundred percent. It's probably the biggest weak point of the car, not just from experience in driving I would have it, but that'd every be the driver, actually. every review. Just... No, it's definitely the rubber. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be so rude as to interrupt you there? We were at classic cars and coffee last week, and a mate of mine drove in in his old Monaro, and he and he said he had trouble starting it, and it was like. Um, he said, you know, I was turning it over and it turned out to be this uh, this little speck of dirt behind the, and before he could say the needle, I said the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, I hate you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, good one. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that has been a novelty in this house over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. I've been incredibly slow to get content up onto my YouTube channel. Too around much the driving, car. Mark. Oh, the combination of things. I've started a new job as well, so... That's taking up a lot of time as I'm learning that. Um, but, yeah, that's the situation there. I Since the last podcast, I've done my best to try to burn down my 356. Jeez. Well, hang on, that's actually not an achievement. That <laughs> happens a fair bit. <laughs> now, um, yeah, I had a backfire through yeah. right Carby, yeah. Webbers. Car was slightly out of tune, set the air filter on fire. Oh, That smell doesn't sound right. 
I'm quite quick at getting out of the uh, 356 and popping the rear hatch with the fire extinguisher in hand. Was it running? Yes. So it was actually running and the air cleaner was on fire? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, that's been in the shop for about three weeks because right. the shop I'm using, thanks to the guys at KTEC out in Aussie Park who do a great job with my car, they've been very busy preparing cars for Targa West, which was of on course. the weekend just gone. So they haven't had a chance to get on my car. I'm hoping it this week or so because I miss it. I haven't driven it of now course. for nearly a month. As it was running and on fire, <laughs> um, did it not in, very well? Did it ingest uh, any of the air cleaner material, whatever it was? Or Does, it doesn't appear to have, you know. Okay. But that will that all need to be the manifolds are coming off and everything to have yeah. a good look in there, you know. So yeah, yeah. and they'll run a scope, scope in the, down into yeah, the yeah. Um, spark plug yeah. hole, obviously. Um, yeah. So that's the situation. I I had uh, I used to import Ford Piranhas from South Africa, the V8, V8 Capri, Ford, V8 Capris. And I was trying to start one of those in my garage once and it coughed, backfired, and there was just like a, um, a nuclear explosion <laughs> under the bonnet. <laughs> and I was like, my eyebrows are all singed. And Anyway, I had to think quick because I didn't have a fire extinguisher to Blanket. hand, such as yourself. Now, I grabbed a T-shirt off the back of my neck, tore it over my head, and just got the whole thing and rammed it down the four-barrel holly. And that's put it out. Yeah, good one. It was very fast. Fortunately, it wasn't a uh, Bonds T-shirt of the year, which would have been oh. half nylon and would have gone up with it. I would have melted to my hand, <laughs> you know. No, that didn't happen. It was the days of cotton. Yeah, okay, good one. Um, so we've got a guest this evening. We do indeed. <laughs> John from Ross Reviews. Yes, that's correct. Thanks very much for joining us on episode one. Yeah, happy to come down and be a part of it. So, John, you and I have known each other for probably a year, 18 months, I guess, now? Yeah, at least, I think. As yeah. a fellow content creator, right? The uh, yep. <laughs> That's the polite way to say YouTuber <laughs> or pain-in-the-bottom influencer. That's and a, content creator is like what product is to hairdressers, isn't it? You I want think, product. Yeah, you want product. Yeah, um, no, 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 content. Yeah, you. content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Johnny's... Um, about 24,500 subs these days on your channel? Yeah, uh, just about to hit, yeah, 24,500. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Well done. Yeah, Congratulations. So it's been a slow crime. Do you know the demographic and the geography? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's about 55% Australian, and the average age is in between 30 and 35, roughly. I think 25 to 35. Do you have more than 2% female viewers? No, I don't. <laughs> There's a message. There's a message don't. there. I bet a lot of uh, certain suburbs in Sydney would be watching you probably. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, no, I, the, I always ask this of automotive YouTubers, Darwin you know what I mean, because no women watch auto no. YouTube, right? If you, it's just crazy. You look at your analytics of your videos mm. when you put them up and you go... Yeah, less than 1%. Yeah, less than 1%. <laughs> yeah, I think I do have one regular woman who watches. I, mm-hmm. I know she's got a, yeah, Samantha something. Her name is definitely a woman and she constantly comments. So at least I have one. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's a female impersonator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah, you mean Barry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be Barry. He's on a, yeah, yeah, undercover sure. alias. <laughs> so tell, tell us for listeners who are coming at us from Simon and I's typical demographic that may not be familiar with your channel. Tell, yeah, us, about, tell us about it. What do you it's, focus on? What do you do? It's a reviews channel, foremost, uh, the, the foremost of it. Uh, I basically, Is that like a Hollywood review, you know, singing, dancing? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. It's um, all about cars. So I review cars, mainly on performance cars, but I have started to dab in some more niche markets of more classic new cars, but it's still... Performance is kind of my bread and butter, and as well, Aussie performance cars, so Barras, Holdens, LSs, those kind of. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we like those ones. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. And um, a lot of modified cars. A lot of modified cars. So I have now been starting to do a lot more standard cars, but we we do feature a lot of modified, highly modified cars. That that's essentially the core of what your channel's been created on, isn't it? The Aussie modified car scene. Yeah, I think I think it is a uh, a good, at least a good fifty percent. Yeah. The you know, looking at the videos you've created in the past, with the single outlier of yeah. your most viewed video. Outside of that, your highest views videos are of that type of vehicle, aren't they? Yeah, and, and basically any kind of Barrow or LS is always going to be modified. So yeah, every sure, time I get there one. There aren't so many stock. No, it's pretty hard for me to find <laughs> stock examples, mm-hmm. which I do look for, but 
yeah, I usually get them with some kind of modification. Sure, sure. And um, a bit of Euro content of late on the channel, I, have, I see. I had some Euro content lately. I've You've been, been enjoying it? Yes, yes. Make some good noises, don't they? Oh, yeah, v yeah. Euro V8C. Yeah. Yep. Don't get me wrong, an LS is a great sounding car when it's piped properly and yep. all that sort of stuff, but those Euros straight off the block do. Yeah, the W204 C63 is yeah, pretty exciting. without a doubt one of the best sounding V8s. I think it's actually um, designed to sound really good. That's its, probably its key feature. It is. I don't know if it's, oh, yeah, it's, if it's um, as a ratio for CCs for horsepower or whatever, you know, if it's actually that special. But, God, it sounds good. It's an amazing car. You know, yeah. like if you're buying a Euro car, and I've got to tell you, I actually reckon they're good value for money at the moment. Even with COVID tax, I think yeah. the cars are pretty cheap. You know, the, yeah. the, you know, the four-litre twin-turbo replacement for those cars has, you know, don't get me wrong, amazing engine, amazing, right? And it's used across, you know, so many platforms. Mm -hmm. Now, that is pretty much mm -hmm. the standard for a high-performance motor car, V8, four-litre mm -hmm. twin-turbo, yep. right? But the Mercedes one that's used in, like, the AMG GTs and every – G-Wagon and a whole uh, bunch ev of stuff. Everything yeah. that they produce and all the Astons as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, they, they're good sounding, but that old – Naturally aspirated yeah. one that is yeah, no replacement special. for displacement. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sir. I don't know how many of your, your viewers are listening right now, but you're pandering to them, okay? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 without a doubt, that C63 is probably the slowest car out of the big three, mm -hmm. but it's the best. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's the best. You ever see, come across a manual one? No, I've never seen one, even heard of one. No manual. Someone's just realised that we have guests in the house, and That's that right. is my dog that you would have heard barking in the background. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Euro stuff has been pretty interesting. Your number one viewed video, though, is very different to everything it's, else, isn't it? What is it? Very different. It's of the – it's a Honda S660. It's oh, the little, uh, little chain-driven – um, roller bearing. It, it's crank. a, it's a new. No, it's a new. It was a new one. Oh. It was a, yeah, it was a two thousand. I think they came out in two thousand and oh, 15, 14, 15. So what was it again? It's a Honda S six sixty. It's uh, it's, it's a, a mid engine, yeah, mid engine, three cylinder turbo. Can get it in a CVT or a manual, and it makes like seventy horsepower. It's about this, and it's got, it's and it's got a convertible too. It's uh, yeah, look, it looks, top. it looks like a genuine Hot Wheels car. Ryan, I can't picture what it looks like. Yeah, I've done two two of them, actually. I've had been lucky enough to find two in Perth, and I did one with the Liberty Walk body kit fitted to it. <laughs> it looked really cool. Yeah, it did look cool. It did. Yeah. But the most popular one was the more standard one. It still wasn't standard, but, uh, yeah, the original one I did with the CVT. That's hit over a million channel views. Amazing. Or, or views on that video, yeah. Extraordinary. Yeah, it was good. Fantastic. 660, you said, didn't you? I'm just going to show Simon. Yeah, I'm going to show Simon a picture of it. So you know the little ones that are uh, mid-engine, three-cylinder ones that are produced by Mazda? Mazda do one, which is, oh, that's a good-looking thing, isn't it? I reckon yeah. it's a Yeah, they, they are thing. pretty handsome. Yeah. Looks quite Audi, if uh, beyond. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. What do one of those cost you? Private import? Yeah, it is private import. I think I believe from memory it was about twenty eight grand Australian dollars if you bought it in Japan. Yep. What like about landed and getting drive it here? Away? Is it a fifty grand car? You're looking close to fifty grand here. Yeah. Okay. You'd be around that forty fifty. Depends how many yeah. Ks are on the vehicle. And spec and all that. Sort yeah. Of stuff, of and what? Because obviously, way different to. It's not conventional in any sense. No. Three cylinders. Sorry. <laughs> and, and you know, turbo, sorry. turbo, sorry, yeah. engine behind you. <laughs> yep, kind of like a seriously uh, edgy. It, What's it like to drive? What's it? What it, do you think of it? I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. And the Liberty Walk one I drove was the six-speed manual. Yeah. So the CVT was horrible. That was the worst thing about it when I drove mm -hmm. the first one. Yeah. The manual it makes it really fun to drive, and it's probably the most fun car I've had to go zero to fifty kilometers an hour. Because you got to go through about three gear changes. That's our philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Without you knowing it, um, you know, I have this sort of theory that most of the fun is had at, uh, at low kilometres an hour rather than high kilometres an hour. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it, it's a blast. It's a really hoot to drive. Good exhaust note? Uh, not really. Okay. But it does make a whoosh sound from yeah. the, the turbo. So you got a good wastegate on it. Yeah. In fact, the wastegate's probably bigger than the turbo. Yeah. <laughs> so so the turbo's probably about that large, I yeah. reckon. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, so it was a fun car, very fun car. Yeah, good one. Yeah. So um, about six to eight months ago, Johnny and I, with another Perth-based YouTuber, have actually put together a collaboration series to post that has just never been edited. So we've yes, actually we spent did. a fair bit of time together <laughs> yes. filming the same things over and over again to zero outcome. So the um, – <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. The, hey, the other culprit – We'll be listening to this and you know who you are. <laughs> Give us the content back. Let us edit it. <laughs> he did, I did speak to him actually recently. He did say he was going to edit it, but we have heard that tune before. We have. Mm. Which is a bit, it's a bit sad about the whole well, thing. Whilst, uh, you know, no jumping topic from your podcast, the uh, beginning of the month was the Shannon's auction. Classic car auction in Sydney. Sure. And uh, just to give you some idea of the eccentricity of my taste, I bid on three separate items. Let's hear the three. Come on, they're okay. going to be that diverse. It's going to be a kick. Okay, so one of them was a 250cc motorbike. It was a 1969 Yamaha road bike that had been left in a shed in Darwin and was pretty tasty bit of gear, if you ask me. And anyway, Because you need another I need motorcycle that doesn't another, run in a shed. I need another right. old motorbike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I seriously do. Can't have enough. <laughs> and... Uh, and then it was another old Volvo, white one, low kilometre, and and uh, it sold for too much. I think it sold for uh, $16,500. It's a lot of people at home at the moment, Simon, oh, over yeah, on the East Coast that have very plenty boring, of time looking how, at auction so sites. Do you know what an AMC Pacer is? I know, yeah, I'm, all I'm thinking is Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. <laughs> you got it. Wayne's World. The Garthmobile. Yeah, yep. so I've been on one of those. <laughs> Did you really? Uh, yeah, I, I, and I'm kicking myself a what bit. What is evident? They have a, a six-cylinder straight, oh, six. straight six, yeah, of about four litres. Yeah, okay. And they 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 were promoted as the widest small car in yep. history. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, it sold for 15 grand and I just can't pull out that Sounds 10. about seven too much. Well, I don't know. It'd be, you know, they're only <laughs> what, half, what do you reckon? Half, I don't know. The what the about one of those. I don't know. Do what you it know is, the car we're talking about though? No. Wayne's oh, World. Uh, how would he know? He's about 15 years old. <laughs> You remember Wayne's World, the movie? I've, I've seen the movie, but I can't do, remember they do the Bohemian whole movie. Rhapsody in the car. Yeah, yeah I do remember that. It's, that it was car. like a little blue hatch thing, wasn't it? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't know what that car is, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, AM- oh, that is that is quite nice, actually. That's cool. AMC Pacer. Yeah. And they made Great another one Gremlin. Great Greenhouse. Yeah, Gra- yeah, I've heard of the Gremlin. Yeah. 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 That's a souped up one. Yeah. Uh, no, different body style, the Gremlin. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's squarer. Um, not as good looking, I would say, as the AMC Pacer. <laughs> Just saying something, all right? Anyway, one of those beauty have, beholder. Yeah. One, of those would have, <laughs> one of those would have looked great in my garage. I yeah. bid on a car at auction this week. Did you? What did you bid on? I've been out bid and I've gone to the end of my tether. Okay. Split window combi ute. Ooh. Oh, single cab? Or? Oh, yeah, single cab mm-hmm. with a Porsche 914 engine in it. Okay. Full resto. What did it go for? Has it not gone yet? No, it hasn't finished yet. So, eighties, nineties. I'll be surprised if it sells for less than a ton. Yeah, I'd just because it. I know what works involved in combi restoration. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's there's re- you know yeah. we're talking a thousand hours of work on the body. You know, just because mm. how old they are and, and how they're treated and how devalued they were for so long. And you've got. Um, Basically, you know, square sided. It's a flat sided. Yeah, so you panel. can't hide anything. There's nowhere to hide. It's <laughs> for poor panel beating. With a couple of curves and things, and you mm-hmm. know, complex <laughs> curves and things, you can get away with a few sins. Yep. But not when you've got a straight line. No, that's no. right. Yeah. So, yeah, that one got away from me. But I was, in all honesty, I was hoping for a bargain. But I'll tell you an interesting V Dub story that's happened in the last week. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've got a neighbour. When I say neighbour, street over. Mm hmm. Just to give you some context of the story, we've lived here 16 years, mm. okay? They've had a beetle parked on their verge up until three years ago, the whole time. Slowly sinking into the grass, the grass <laughs> is growing up around it. Three or four years ago, put a thing out of the wiper. I'm an enthusiast. If you ever want to get rid of it, give me a call. Got a text message from last weekend. Gosh. They're the second owner of a 1962 Beetle. 62? Yes. Oval window? No, that's much earlier than that. But it's still a six-volt car or that sort of right, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah. it is, um, yeah, second owner. First owner bought a brand new, lived in Cottesloe. Hmm. And um, they have had it serviced annually at Savita Street service station and registered the whole time they've had the car. Goodness me. And... The guy bought it 
14 years ago, 15 years ago for his daughter. Mm-hmm. She's never wanted it, never driven it. Oh, my goodness. So he sent me a text message to say, if you're a half starter, come around and have a talk. So where does that come <laughs> Well, I, I, did, don't I, didn't see, I didn't see the message for a good two to three hours. Okay. Comes back. I said, yep, yeah, love to come and have a close look. Let's take a drive, blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's an old original paint car. Beautiful. Okay, so mm. it does have some rust problems, as you'd expect of a car yeah. of that age, and especially where it's lived its whole life. Mm-hmm. And the car itself, you, know, you couldn't fix the rust because you'd never get the colour right, and you wouldn't want to repaint it, would you? You'd want oh, that original I think look. You, you, you keep it with its sins. Yeah, I think so yeah. too, right? Yeah. You know, one of the tailpipes is missing, you know, like Beautiful. the chrome, t- yeah. you know, pea shooter yeah, it sits out of the back. Leave it all as is, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but he said, oh, no, I've put it on Facebook and someone's coming around in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But that was last weekend. We walk our dog past that house every day. Car's still there. So mm-hmm. it hasn't got away yet. And I'm just tossing up whether or not I need you've, we you guys walked through my garage to get here. On top of what's going on there, I've got two other cars that don't fit. Do I need a third one that doesn't fit in there? That's not even a question. Of course, of course you do. You, do. <laughs> you always need more. That's why, hey, that's why the council invented verges. That's it. 100%. <laughs> what do you want from me? Oh, I'm not going to talk yeah, about it on this podcast. We may talk it, about it afterwards, and you know what? Yeah. You don't need it. No, I don't need that. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got enough problems. <laughs> and right now they're Swedish. Mm. The... Um, yeah, the last thing I need is a VW Beetle. Uh, but I did put a note only three weeks ago on on one that I uh, was walking past in Melville that had been it had a magnificent coating of dust all over it yep. in the carport, mm-hmm. and uh, they haven't written back to me yet. Yeah, people are funny about cars, you know, when it comes to that sort of stuff. They leave them there for 20 years. I'm not selling this. I'll fix this up one day. And they don't. No. Mm. Yeah, which robs the car's someone else having the enthusiasm for it and delivering the car to, you know, its purpose of bringing joy to someone. Yeah, you know, procrastination's a wonderful yeah. thing. Yeah, you, look, you some know, people with motorbikes have that, it. I know. was about to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly two strokes, I found. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> so you've driven anything nice lately that you don't... Yeah, my Volvo wagon. That you haven't bought. <laughs> that you haven't bought. Uh, no, i got to say I haven't. Um you know, I'm, I, Mark, I'm playing down the shallow end of the pool, not the deep end of the pool, you know. The sort of stuff I'm in and out of is uh, under 20 grand. Yeah, but it's, and, you know what, a heap that, of fun. Don't, yeah, don't, confuse, don't confuse dollar value with oh, passion I, and enthusiasm. I is haven't. It? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, actually, what I mean is don't think that diminishes it in the eyes of other enthusiasts. Indeed. There's, um, you know, we have the West Australian Volvo Enthusiast, Wave, yep. um, group on Facebook. How are, other, how are those other two guys? Well, they, I think they're out on parole. <laughs> and um, the the um, the amount of dialogue, you know, you put a post up of, oh, I'm thinking of making these steelies for the 240. And instantaneously, I can imagine there's the like, you know, this... Tsunami of knowledge comes through the airwaves to you, and it's fantastic. And we all take the mickey of each other, and it's bloody excellent. It is really excellent. <laughs> what about you? you anything good? Uh, I'm in the new i30N. Oh, that's right. right. You're, the, you're the new king of Korea. Yeah, from the um, channel. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've been getting a lot of uh, Korean stuff lately. So Hyundai has started handing me a lot of their brand new products, which is great. Genesis as well. So. That is a Hyundai sub-brand, and um, it's been nice, actually. i got to say, like, they've really stepped up their, their game in the last few years. And oh, my God. How, how good would a Hyundai have to be for you to buy one? Well, I did, you know, you asked me a question, and I have a feeble mind. Uh, I did go for a, a drive in a, a Stinger GT, a Kia yep. Stinger GT. Unbelievable. Yeah, great Like, cars. I mean, ask any incredible, yeah. Really nice car. Incredible. When you think you're like cast your mind back ten years, you wouldn't think it was possible. No, and a lot of people today still don't think it's possible, but they haven't driven it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know you sort of go, actually, I don't think I want a BMW or a Merc or a, you know. Well, look, Mike, look, let's divert for a moment. I want to talk Stinger GT. Okay, let's do it. I've I've been fortunate enough to be, be behind the wheel on. No question, as a sedan. I know it's a hatch, right? But it's essentially it's a large sedan, sedan right? Yeah. yeah. It's a large sedan. One, no one buys sedans anymore. 
that market's finished in Australia. Let's face it. Like, when did you see, like, they don't, you know, I just don't see people buying those cars anymore. They're buying compact SUVs, right? Mm, they are. You know, as a parent, all three of us are parents, the compromises you have to make in that whole, got to get, got to have a, if I'm a one car family, and that's very common, right, outside of car enthusiasts. But even if you're half an enthusiast, you're trying to get something in the garage that you can have fun in on the weekend. That's or my whatever, dream, right? one car family. Yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> that's a lonely life for you. <laughs> but I just, you know, the, this day and age, I just don't see a place for it. Had they put that drivetrain in one of the Korea, uh, Kia, sorry, Mid compact SUVs. It's probably happening now. As, as a driving, it is happening. as a driving experience, it wouldn't be diminished because you're not buying the Kia. Yeah, the Kia is fantastic. It's point squirt, point squirt. It's not a, you know, a, let's have an amazing handling driving experience. You know, it's it's still that whole sedan driving feel. You know, very so, old school, kind of almost Aussie. It, it is like that. Sedan, yeah. You know, yeah. Bloody it feel, look, you know, that's it. It feels like <laughs> that's a, why I like it. it Don't feels argue like, with it. That's it. Yeah. It's like driving a barra. Yeah, it, it, I, I said it was kind of similar. Yeah, like a modern day ish, uncomplicated tastes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, big thing at the front, punches out a lot of things to the back, mm-hmm. right? And there's mm. something in the middle that you may or may not do this to. Mm. Right. You know, so <laughs> Mark's very, waving his left hand yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, I just think that I feel like. Whilst it has been a relatively good sales project for Kia and it's lifted the profile of the brand as a halo product, I, reckon that I just was don't about. think it is as good as it could have been. That's my opinion on the car. I reckon that's what it was about. It was about putting them on yeah. the map, saying, hey, we're as good as Merck, Mercedes-Benz, uh, BMW, blah, 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 and uh, you, we're, to be, we're to be taken seriously. And I think it did it. I, I 100% agree with that. Mm. I, think, I think they would have had very minimal profits on that car just to get their brand out, you yeah. know. And yeah. I'm being in Hyundai this week, picking up the new i30N, I had a look at the GV70, which is a Genesis sports SUV that's coming out. Sure. It looks phenomenal. Looks really nice. And it looks sporty. Very. It's got the same, it does have a very similar engine to the, the Stinger. So, well, it's the same parent company now, isn't it? It is, yeah. Oh, they, they are happy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, GV, the G80, sorry, I just reviewed that had a 3.5 liter twin turbo V6, very similar to the Kia Stinger again. Yep, sure. The, the Kia Stinger, I think, is a 3.3. Yeah. I'll, I'll, look, from my limited experience in the cars, being in the Kia Stinger at its price point, it's Golf GDI money if you're going to buy new for new, right? Mm. There's a very big difference in the interior finish, fit and finish of a Golf GDI to a Kia Stinger. Well, the Kia's better. Not even. I don't even think it's in the same league. Like I, the the quality of finishes, yeah. touch points, that sort of thing. Not to diminish. Like you're, with the Kia, you're buying. You know the point you made about this. You know they likely didn't make money to bring this product to market. Mm. Too much focus for me was put on the drivetrain and what they've created to deliver for one the aesthetic. Because I actually don't think the Kia Sting is a very good looking car. Myself, right? I would disagree with that. Just I don't like the way the lights wrap around. It's Mm. not a classic-looking car to me, right? And the other thing is the touch points in the car, I I feel, will probably be about a $10,000 cheaper car quality than what a Kia Stinger costs. I didn't think so. I didn't think so either. (laughs) Let's have a vote. Yeah, I didn't think so at all. I I really enjoyed the Kia. I thought the Kia, when I sat in it, I don't know, maybe it was just... So I hadn't done too many very high-end luxury cars at the time, but it felt pretty premium for me, to me. Yeah, okay. But mm. but I was more comparing that car to say a late model HSV or or Holden, sure. yeah, um, Commodore that just before they had shut. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I just, I, the touch points I find I found very for the money. I thought it should have been better. That, that's just my. Two cents on it. I think too much money was put in the drivetrain. Mm. Some might argue not enough, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. But then those people also wouldn't pay that much money for a Korean car, you know, as yeah, as a Halo product brought to market. Which know, yeah, Genesis cars- sales are reflecting that. As you know, they are amazing cars. Yep. They're beautiful by every metric you can measure a car. I just can't sell them. It's it's a tough sell for it the Genesis. Sell. It's, it's going to be hard because I just literally got out of one and. 
like touching on the, the touch points. Yep. Amazing. Stunning. Everything. Stunning. You touch. Yep. They really had an attention to detail. Mm-hmm. There was no hard plastic anywhere. Real wood throughout the dash. Like you feel the grain. Yeah. Um, just, I still don't think they're going to sell a ton of cars. Because they haven't bought their market share. Mm. If that car came in $30,000 cheaper than the equivalent Merkel Beamer, the things would walk out the door. But they're, they're too close in price it, point to the equivalent car. It's tough because it does. it is about $30,000 cheaper to an equivalent BMW yeah. or yeah. Mercedes. But, but not, if you not get an entry no, level. It's about the, the same for an entry level. Yeah, yeah that's you, right. Particularly with things like C-classes that are yeah. pretty affordable, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you, that and that's no that's no options. That's exactly right. Ordinary yeah. is an understatement. Yeah, like you know, you you'd option a seat. Mm. You know, or you don't actually, but you know, that's what it feels like when you look at when you go and look at the, you know, the from 59990, no one buys a car 59990 when they're buying a Merc or a Beamer. Mm. They're leaving it paying yeah. 85. Mm. You know, it's just the reality of the situation. Mm. Yes, I do want park assists that come standard on a Hyundai gets. 100%. You know. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Now look, it's all the European brands are guilty of it. It's not just those two brands. Yeah. You know, mm. It'd be like saying, you know, someone buying a stock Porsche. It's just, you know, you've got to option stuff that comes standard on yeah. cars that are one-tenth their price and it's... Mm. Well, that was the good game. sales point to the Genesis is that almost everything was standard. Yeah, there is no option. There was, like, there was on their one website. option. Yeah, they can figure back. Yeah, that's the other 13 grand and then your full, yeah, very, very high end. Like it's really nice in the back seat, massaging seats, screens in the back. Like everything's electric. kids love them. Oh yeah, they would. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Still um, a hard sale. Yeah, I, I, I just. It's going to be interesting to see how patient they are to gain the market share they probably deserve. Yeah, and whether or not that internal combustion product has a lifespan long enough that the electric yeah. stuff doesn't come in behind it and just yeah. Yeah. make that market disappear effectively, you know? Big time. Their, their marketing team has got a lot of work. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. But, yeah, the they're trying. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I um, So the tell me, Johnny, yes. what has been the biggest surprise that you have driven as a motor car? The biggest surprise, <clears throat> excuse me, um, oh my, put me on the spot now. I think uh, I think I got to go with the Barra. Just yeah, the, the, the F6. There was the F6, the first one I ever drove when I when I uh, started the channel. It was yep. the third review I ever done. Oh, yeah, okay. On a friend's. Did you do it on your mobile phone or did you have a I had, camera? I actually did do it on my mobile phone. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. whole video. Yeah. The <laughs> selfie stick. <laughs> yeah, basically. And he let me drive his uh, FG F6 310 Barra, basically totally standard. Mm-hmm. And you could see it on my face if you watched that video. The first time I let it rip into second, I was just blown away. I had no idea about these cars before I got in it. I thought it was... Something like a Ford Taurus that was trying to be sporty and... Taxi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I went, well, he says it's good, so I'll give it a go. And then, yeah, I've been a fan ever since. Yeah, 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 okay. I'm an owner of one now, so mm-hmm. I absolutely love them. And uh, yeah, I still remember that probably as the biggest shock to my system. Yeah, okay, good Have one. you seen that uh, the Donut Media show on the Barra. Yeah, it's seen- like, you know, an American program talking about an Australian designer built six. They love it. Oh. Yeah. A lot of Americans have watched my videos on the Barra and they are very upset they didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> they very, get no, the they wanted it. They wanted the Barra, yeah. Yeah, All okay, right. it's interesting. Hmm. 100%. What's the, what's the secret of its success? Obviously, it breathes and Bull- it's got a strong bottom end. Bulletproof. The bottom end. Yeah, bottom end. It's yeah. bulletproof and it can take a buttload of power. Mm-hmm. I've heard a rumour... I'm saying it's a rumor because I don't want to accuse anybody of somewhat something inappropriate here. This is political donations. <laughs> when they wound up Ford, a lot of their motors that didn't get fitted to cars went to certain wreckers and auction houses and stuff like this. And there's a certain time there in Melbourne you could buy a Barra long motor for eight hundred dollars. Go and buy a Cummins diesel turbo that. You can bolt straight on because someone else had the manifolds for it there in Melbourne and 
without much effort, you're getting seven, 800 horsepower and the thing just keeps going and going and you just drop that straight into your car. Mm. And for the whole project, it was like a $1,500 drop in, you know, and where are you going to get more horsepower per dollar than that? What there's a, you know, I'm into Volvo bricks. What would you need to spend to get a barra that's turbo that you could put in a, uh, uh, an unsuspecting car? To to buy like the yeah, engine yeah. and swap yeah, yeah. it into something. Ooh, well, it, it's it's getting more expensive now because it, there's, there's a lot of talk crashing. Yeah, them, aren't there's they? a lot. Them up. There's a lot less of them now, and mm-hmm. even people in America have started to import, import them. them. They're they're wow. starting to chase them, and five, it, would you get one for less than five grand? I think so. Hmm. Yeah, I still think you could. And you get some big mumbo out of that five grand though. Like that's you know compared to an LS, oh, yeah. and it's. You know, two thirds mm. of the weight. Is it though? Yeah, they're they're LS, is, LS is pretty light. It, it, I mean, it's a big engine. It is a big engine. The the bearer. Mm, and that, it makes it makes it awkward to put into stuff. Yeah, but, it doesn't stop people from doing it. Oh no, you can do it. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> cut, the, cut the bonnet <laughs> open. <laughs> <laughs> what do we need this rubbish yeah, for? Just stand it. and put it back on. Weight savings. <laughs> Let it breathe. Have you reviewed any electric cars yet? I have driven an electric car. I haven't ha- reviewed it, though. Yeah, sure. Uh, it was a P85D yeah, okay. Tesla. Yeah, S. Yes, Model S. Mm-hmm. And it was all right. I wasn't wowed. Sorry, firstly, every Tesla person is going to tell you how it accelerates, right? Every Tesla owner, it's all they ever talk about. Oh, yeah. You, you wouldn't believe how fast it goes, how quickly it accelerates. right? That's all they ever talk about, right? But for their money, this is me again harping on about touch points and fit oh, and finish, right? Yeah. We're talking Corolla quality here for, uh, you know, E-class pricing. It's, you know, <laughs> it's pretty horrific what's I'm, going on there. Yeah, I'm not a fan of, I wasn't a fan of the interior. Not at all. Um, it was just awkward. And the floors didn't even have carpet. There was no carpet. There was no storage. Everything did feel kind of... Cracky and half cocked. Yeah, and and honestly, even the speed, I wasn't actually that impressed. What's quite difficult about it, the speed in the electric cars, I find, is because of the lack of noise. Mm. You know, the things that make us the oral experience of acceleration. You know, that's mm. you know, you get in a car that goes zero to one hundred in under five seconds. It's a it's a noisy affair. There's no mm. way to get around Thank that. Thank God it is. It's it, fabulous. Hundred yeah. percent agree with mm, it, the right? That's the emotion of it. You know. It's um it's gonna be interesting to see where this whole thing goes, you know, like yep. because more let's face it, you look at companies like Jaguar, they're all in, right? Mm. Lotus, all in. You know, we're talking some pretty premium yeah, petrol brands here, mm. you know, and mm. you know, they're not alone. You've got uh, Lamborghinis going down that path, you've got a lot of yeah. key brands. It poses the question whether you you know, with autonomous cars and Uber and uh, that whole thing, whether you if you're not getting a lot of pleasure from this object, whether you'd bother to actually own one. Well, we, we've discussed this before mm. in Classic Prattle. I would still want one. I would still, and this is, my, this is just me, right? Mm. I don't want to get in a car that 18 other people were in that day. I, I'm not a big fan of catching taxis, mm. you know, for this very reason, or Uber, because... I don't know, I'm just maybe a bit funny about it, you know, <laughs> mm. but the reality of the situation is if, sure, and I used to employ a lot of young people who just didn't get licences because they're not in the cars and mm. why wouldn't they catch an Uber? It's cheaper than own a car. Like if you actually look at the cost of owning your car, besides the servicing, rego, insurance, mm. repayments if you haven't bought the thing outright, yeah, depreciation. Well, yeah, depreciation is the, the killer. The single biggest expense. The, by far. And everyone, if you're buying brand new, no question. Right? You know, and I've known people to sell a car, buy a new one, pay the With statute. a still debt on the old one. Oh, yeah. With the with the whole prospect was that we're going to save money on running costs because it was more fuel efficient. I'm going, you just missed the point. Yeah. You could not use enough fuel, fuel yeah, to, make it to compensate for your depreciation on the car. 100%. Ask any of those C63 owners. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, you don't even ask them about fuel economy. You just—that's just a no. But even the depreciation on those cars was horrific as well. Oh, even, it, it was even were... worse. Didn't you review an Audi RS5 recently? I did. Yeah, there'd be very few cars that have had the bottom fall out of them like those ones. It's a good time to buy one, though. I think. Look, look that 
4.2 litre V8 that's yes. in that car, that's a pretty special motor. I think if it, especially as a, as, that it's a V8. As an XRS4 owner, I'm a sympathiser. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's probably close to the bottom of its price point now. Almost all of them are for about 45 grand now. That's a lot of car for the money. For It's a lot of car. It did 0 to 104.5 seconds. Anything under five, after that is all just degrees of... It's academic. Yeah, it is, 100% it is. Mm, yeah. Some five is, you know. And the noise actually was spectacular out of that car. It went almost to just over 8,000 RPM, NA, V8. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Had an X-pipe on it. Didn't need it, but it still sounded oh, it good. Oh, it sounded good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many times did you go through the tunnel? Oh, all, I, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to get out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, I forgot to mention. I'm looking at my notes here for the podcast thing. Porsche Cars Australia had a competition on Instagram talking about your ultimate road trip. Put up your ultimate road trip idea. Best one wins a thousand dollars worth of driver's selection goodies. You know, you go through their catalogue, you can pick a thousand dollars worth of goodies. That'd be a pair of boxer shorts from the Porsche catalogue. Keyring on yeah. clearance. Yeah. <laughs> on clearance. I won it. How oh, did you? I did. I got, I got, I got, a, I got contacted uh, yesterday from Porsche Cars Australia. Congratulations. Here's the catalogue. Pick what you want. You got a thousand dollars to spend. Nice. Away. Well done. Congratulations. That's what was awesome. your trip? Going to fly over to Melbourne. This actually was a real trip that was planned, but COVID disrupted. I this year turned fifty years old, as all my peers did. You know that I went to school with. I'm still very tight with a close friend of mine, and um, that I grew up with. And we were going to. I was going to fly over to Melbourne. I was going to buy a nine nine seven manual. C4S um, coupe. We're going to drive it, Adelaide, Cooper PD, Uluru, Kakadu, then across the top, back down to Perth, and he was going to fly home hmm. via Exmouth, Broome, all that sort of stuff, you know. So that was my abbreviated version of what I wrote about the story. Yeah, so that was the um, road trip we actually had planned to do this year. Sadly, unable to do it through a because of, you know, what's going on in Victoria, obviously. Mm. Mm. If there's anyone in Victoria listening to this podcast, sorry for the life you haven't lived at the moment. Seven years ago, uh, my uh, youngest son, Monty, and I flew from here to Melbourne, picked up a 993, the white 993 I bought. yep. And then we drove it uh, through Geelong and we did the Great Ocean Road, but we took like five days to do it, which is... A long, long time. It is time. a long time, yeah. And we went inland and did the rope climbing thing. Sure, and the through the Otways and all that sort of stuff, All yeah. of that and went to the cheese factory place and this and that. And we stopped at every pie store and we, you know, um, did the backpacker hostel thing. And Hang on, just wait a sec. Magic. Simon doesn't look like he enjoys a pie, does he? <laughs> <laughs> we all love enjoying then, pie, I guess. Yeah, but <laughs> Five days later we rock into... Um, um, Adelaide, Adelaide, yeah, and fly home and yeah. put the thing on like a transport. It was an awesome trip, yep. like a great father and son road trip. It was mm-hmm. just amazing. Yeah, I was definitely looking forward to owning a nine nine seven C four S with stone chipped pumped guards out the back here. That's the mean, look. from doing a drive, yo. But probably about a, what seven thousand kilometer trip by the time I'd. I've got this done one that. memory. We were at Bell's Beach and we were we spent half the day at. Torquay and Bells Beach and sure. had a fantastic time. And then it started to rain and it had been quite dry. So we're driving out of Bells Beach, um, can't think of the next town. And uh, Anglesey? Yeah, could have been, yeah. Anyway, so we're like bolting along and uh, probably doing 120, 130 kilometres an hour. And there's a kangaroo uh, going down the road and he's like a metre off my right hand door. So it's like, and he's trying to get in front of me to pass me. <laughs> And Monty, my my sons in the passenger seats, are like screaming like, Dad, there's a kangaroo outside the door. (laughs) (laughs) It was fantastic. And this lasted like a minute or something. It was pretty special. I can imagine. eyeballing each other, the kangaroo. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you think you can go fast, you know. Back in um, about, I reckon it was about 92, maybe 91, I had a Harley Davidson Sportster. Wow. Right. That I rode around Australia. Oh, what an awesome nice. trip. Yeah. So it was a, you know, one of those things you do when you're young and mm, dumb. Yeah. If I said the town name Widgie Mulfa, would you know where I am talking about? 
I've heard of Widgie Milford, but yeah. no, I wouldn't. Be okay, able so to it's basically Queensland? midway between Coolgardie and Norseman. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So out in the boondocks. Mm. I was heading with intent, Norseman, then mm. to take left and then desert for a long time until you get Adelaide, right? As I've fueled up at Widgie Malther, I'm pulling out onto the highway on my Harley Davidson Sportster and accelerating off. I'm this emu comes running up next to me. I thought, geez, that emu's going fast. How fast is it going, right? I'm probably doing 60 k's an hour or something mm. at the time, you know. And it turned Which right. Which is fast for a Harley. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and it turned right. Oh, nice. Straight into me. <laughs> so I cartwheeled down the road on oh, my Harley Davidson Sportster. <laughs> and the guy who ran the servo jumps in his car, drives down. I saw that whole thing happen. That was amazing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I get up. The fuel tank's cracked down the oh. bottom. I'm missing a foot peg. Oh. You know, I've gone down the road. I feel yeah. average, you know. Mm. didn't hurt myself too badly, but the foot peg busted off. That was the biggest grief, right? Yeah. Mirror, handlebars, headlight smashed, right? Mm. And um, he says, yeah, I can help you out with most of that stuff, but that um, that foot peg I can't help you out with, or the, or the uh, mirror. And I said, okay. I said, he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going over east. He goes, yeah, what we'll do, right? is I'll call Adelaide Harley-Davidson and we'll make sure they've got a headlight and a foot peg for you when you get there. <laughs> I said, isn't that like 1,500 k's away or 1,800 k's away? He goes, yeah, you'll be right. I said, what are we going to do about fuel tank? He says, I've got just a solution for that. Goes into the servo, gets a packet of minties, chews up a minty, gets it all soft, puts it under the fuel tank. We fill the fuel tank back up. It doesn't leak. I'm off. Gosh. It works. How about that? <laughs> and I'm sort of resting my foot on the chassis, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, towards the front there, trying not to get my leg cooked on the uh, on the motor because I had the brake on mm. the right-hand side. Anyway, that was my, you know, similar story. Yeah, so we're seeing coming lots so along this year, and the emu. It didn't run in front of you. It ran into the side straight of Straight into me to the side, yeah. Wow. Yeah, look, look how big the bird is oh, and how yeah. small its head is. How small yeah. do you reckon that brain is inside there? Yeah. For such a big creature. Puny. You know, so I thought you were talking about Harley riders. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, that's going to go real well right now on our podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're looking for sponsorship, Harley. If you're yeah. listening, <laughs> or all their riders. Uh, oh, what a classic! <laughs> so, look, what I'm hoping to do moving forward. You and I have quite strong opinions about the electric car. Yeah, yeah. strong is in negative. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think anyone in the room right now can deny its inevitability. No, my thing is fabulous transport, just not for enthusiasts. Tool, not toy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay. Yeah. There are companies right now very focused on producing the toy version of the electric car. Mm. You know, that will yeah. somehow give us mm. a an experience that will reflect that. You know, outside of the obvious benefits of, you know, instant talk and blah, 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 mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, right? Quiet, comfortable, servicing costs are minimal, etc. right? I would like moving forward in the podcast for us to feature something to do with electric cars. This is homework, Mark. I didn't think, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're getting homework, all right? Do we get marked? <laughs> and the reason I bring this up is because Rivian, the California-based company who make SUVs and mm-hmm. trucks, mm-hmm. what we'd call a ute, but a jacked-up mm-hmm. version, right? They release their cars this year, this week, right? And by every metric you can measure them, they sound pretty appealing if you're in the market for a truck because mm. they're typically work vehicles that are returned home each night and they work within relatively small, you know, kilometre counts, even though. The Rivian trucks have got ranges of like 500 miles or 800 kilometers, so mm. you're never going to run out of mm. charge. And they've also got outlets on them, so tradesmen can plug their tools into them and use them all day as well as use them for that. So, and as off-road vehicles, because of the instant torque, they don't have the whole clutch and balance thing. Yeah. And when they're in don't need, technical don't need a gearbox, yeah, no, that's right. So, I thought there's a lot of positives about this. An angle of cars I hadn't thought about, and. They're also going to come in quite affordable. The new Bronco in the US is going to come out in an electric version as well. So it's going to be interesting to see where this 
I think the SUV or even off-road market, Rivian are currently um, putting in the infrastructure for bush-related solar-powered recharge facilities for people that are doing off-road adventures in the US. Mm. Now, whether or not this evolves to Australia, who knows, right? Even if they make a right-hand drive model that will come here, I don't know. But as a product going to market, traditionally when I've been shit-canning electric cars, it's because I'm expecting them to give me the joy and experience that the cars I'm passionate about. Mm. You're talking about involvement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. You Engagement, know. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that, that that's, you know, the equivalent of a 911 or the equivalent mm. of a a Barra F6 or an equivalent of a... Volvo oh, oh, 240, oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Right on. Talk about tool and toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different, sort of, different sort of tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's behind the wheel usually, isn't it, the tool? <laughs> I do have a bowling club hat on the yeah, back. Yeah, okay, good, back, good, so. yeah. Just for parking. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> no, all that aside. But so I'm trying to look at it in a more positive light in that where they are suitable but will still bring joy to an enthusiast. And I actually think this off-road outcome could – I think that's the best environment for them. Be a solution. Yeah. Oh, and leave them there and set them on fire. No, no. They, they'll, they'll set themselves on fire. Yeah, don't, worry. don't worry about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how this evolves and, you know, where we it's go. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so that's all I've got for today's podcast. Is there anything you've got in you'd, more you'd like to contribute, Simon? Look, I'm going to hold, hold my tongue. That's what I'm going to do. I got, I'm saving up for next week. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Great to hear. Now, next week, I'm going to Geraldton. Cool. So, so we're doing it just you and me, Ross. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Uh, so I'm, gonna, um, I'm going to Zoom it. So you're going to find, you're gonna try and get your laptop working again for that second time in your life, right? Yeah, sweet. And um, we're actually going to have Leon from Grip Shift Media as our guest. He is the social media filmer type thing of the Lee collection, which is that collection of cars that we all can't believe exist in Perth. GT40, mm. the Senna, mm. GDR, the Senna, huh. and every other car that the owner of those cars has bought. So it'll be an interesting conversation to talk to him about how he goes about doing what he does. The following week, we're going to be filming live from Porsche Senna Perth in their boardroom. Nice. So we're Do going, they know about this? <laughs> look, don't worry about them. No, no, in all seriousness, they're going to be um, uh, senior sales executives going to be our guests, and we're going to talk about supply chain issues and what it's like to actually buy a new car in today's market. Did tell me, does the senior sales executive at Porsche Centre have a shiny suit? <laughs> I think, I th- you know what, I think it's waterproof. Okay. <laughs> no, it'll, be interesting. it'll be an interesting conversation to see how it oh, goes. Yeah. And, um, it will be. Yep, and to see what that's like because, mm. you know, let's face it, I don't think either of the three of us are in the market for a new GT3 right now. So it'll be interesting to see how, the, how people <laughs> who buy those cars that are deemed inaccessible actually get allocated those cars. I'm quite fascinated about oh, it, how luxury you, brands are managing that right now. Oh, you talk about supply market. rather yeah, than purchase. Right. Yeah. Mm. I know how purchase works. It's OPM. Yeah. yeah. It's what? OPM. What's that? Other people's money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's, you know. Don't you have one of those guns uh, that just shoots out the $100 notes? <laughs> <laughs> you want to make it rain with them? Yeah. So you need one of those when you walk in, don't you? You look at any of those so. cars' logbooks and the first owner is PTYLTD. Yeah, okay. You know, it's like. Some guy's company bought this thing. I reckon there's less of that than you suspect. I think there's less of that today. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. look, for it's been the staple of uh, luxury the luxury car, car Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in, uh, yeah, so anyway, that's two weeks away. That's how far I've got planned ahead at the moment on the um So that's German podcast. beer next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, next year's the podcast. Next week's the podcast. I got you. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, sorry, um, the Zoom podcast. So I'll be sitting on the beach. The man. <laughs> what? Fair's fair? Yeah, fair's fair. I mean, I you a, had school holidays for how long? I hear there's a crocodile and shark problem. Yeah. <laughs> there might be. Anyway, Johnny, thanks very much for coming today. It's been great having great a chat with you. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's been fun. In, yeah, we've been enjoying having you. Yeah, now, cool. just as a reminder, Auto Media podcast, please, if you've enjoyed the podcast, share it to people who you think might be half interested in listening to two People and sometimes three fools <laughs> crapping on about cars. And thanks to our sponsor at 
Calnegia Family Vineyards, Rosebrook. What we drink? What we? What did we not drink? The Shiraz. We didn't drink the Cab Merlot, and we definitely didn't drink the Prosecco. So, if anyone, just please send me comments. We'll send. I'll send you out a bottle of Plonk. That's a fabulous name, isn't it? Calnegia. Yeah, Calnegia. Yeah. It was just fabulous. (laughs) It just screams Italiano. (laughs) It does. Beautiful. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you guys. Thanks.